Welcome back, YouTube, to the GoatCast podcast. Happy New Year. I'm your host, Big Nige, and we have CW here. We're going to discuss NBA, some NBA trades that have just gone down and some potential future trades that we are thinking about. But to um, to start first, how are you doing, CW? I'm good. It's a new year, so you try to be a better person this year, so... Yeah, good luck. <laughs> but, um, I'm always right, but I got to be better. But the um, so a trade that just went down a few days ago, the Raptors and Knicks. I have it right here. I have R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and a second round pick go to the Toronto Raptors and O.G. Ananobi, Precious Achulia, uh, some dude named Flynn. Who knows about that guy? Is going to the Knicks. So I asked you, how do you feel about that trade for both the Knicks and the Raptors? Well, I, it looks like the Knicks are going for defense with this um, with this trade because they gave up some pretty decent offense offensive players and RJ Barrett, and Emmanuel Quickly, and Quickly was one of the guys I was talking about when I was talking about the Knicks. How much he's been impressive. Um, so far this season has been a big uh, help to that team. I I think the Knicks get they do get better defensively, and we've got to see. I don't think they're done trading yet. Um, got to see what they do next and who they try to get. But I like it for the Knicks somewhat. I think the Raptors. I'm not sure what the Raptors are trying to do, but RJ Barrett is not a bad player to kind of build around, especially for a young team. Um, quickly, like you said, he's um, he's been a, a good addition, so he's going to be a good addition to the Raptors. I think he can squeeze into maybe six man over there, maybe even to a start position at some point, depending on what they do uh, before the trade deadline. So, but I I think if I had to grade them, I'd say the Knicks get a B minus. I say the Raptors get a solid B. So, okay. Yeah, my so my initial thoughts were that the the Knicks kind of got fleeced, and the or not yeah yeah the Knicks got fleeced mm-hmm. because um or excuse me not the Knicks excuse me the the Raptors. I was thinking that because OG Ananobi is like one of the best two way players in this game today, probably a top five ish level defender when you look at all the impact that he has, not only steals deflections just being revered as one of the best two-way players in the game. But because he's in Toronto, I feel like he didn't get enough of his, you know, credit or his diligence. Um, But just looking at this, so obviously offensively speaking, you could say that the the Raptors won this trade when you get, you know, about 18 points per game from R.J. Barrett, about 15 points per game from Emmanuel Quickly. Coming off the bench doing that, might I add, um, and you're giving up, you know, OG's 15 a game, which, again, probably a smaller sample size. Again, the Raptors really weren't doing too much to include him in that offense, even mm-hmm. though he was a part of it. I think the lion's share of the shots kind of went to, you know, Siakam and the new budding Scotty Barnes. So OG kind of got, you know, third, fourth fiddle in terms of the offensive production. So I think his numbers are reflective of that and not what he can do for the Knicks being as a solid second or third option depending on if Julius Randle wants to bring his A game <laughs> but um and then they get Precious Achulia 
Um, I haven't really heard of him, honestly, since he was on the Heat, and he played some pretty good rotation minutes for that team when they were doing their thing. I think the last time probably in the bubble. Um, I would say I would lean more toward the Knicks winning this trade just because we still aren't sure about the pieces for the Raptors mm -hmm. and specifically RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly, how they will fit, you know, where they are in their future plans with now the emergence of Scotty Barnes and what are they going to do with Pascal Siakam? I think it's still a lot of unknowns for this trade to make me think that the Raptors won it. Whereas you see the Knicks, OG slides right into where RJ was at. You know, I feel like there will be a, a decent, or excuse me, a structured pecking order in, in terms of the shot attempts. You know, who's the who's the go-to guy? Who's number two and who's number three? We don't need to fight to see who's number one, who's number two. OG's an unselfish player. He slides right in, he gives them immediate production, and he bolsters their defense. So I'll give the edge to the Knicks. I'd probably say the Knicks get a B plus. Raptors get a B. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. I don't think anybody really truly lost this trade. It's kind of somewhat lateral, mm -hmm. but in different, you know, one helps them offensively, one helps them defensively. So. so jumping into the next segment, which is the Eastern Conference edition of our trades. And, um, you know, so we have trades for a few teams in the East not like all all of 15 teams because that would take too long and some of these teams don't need trades like for example the boston celtics um i don't really think the sixers need to move the magic like they're just they're like firmly like atop of the eastern conference where i don't see them making any moves that's going to push them over the edge like some of these other teams but um i'm gonna let you start with your bucks trade because okay. my bucks trade really isn't all that so i'll let you start yeah, this one isn't, it's probably not all that, but I think it does give the Bucks what they need right now. And it is the Bucks training with the Chicago Bulls. The Bucks get Alex Caruso, and the Bulls get Pat Connington. I know he's on three years, 9.4. Pat Connington is uh, three years, 9.4 million. But that's not a huge salary to take on. Uh, they can let it ride this year and then see what they want to do. They could probably waive him if they're going in a different direction next year. So I think I don't I think this is more so like uh the Knicks um Raptors trade where it's kind of a wash. Alex Caruso comes over, brings up some defense that they very much need, especially once we get to playoff time. If the Bucks get to the Celtics or the Sixers, they need somebody that can guard on the perimeter. Dame Miller is not that guy. Neither is really Pat Connington. So they need somebody that can stifle some of these perimeter players. Alex Caruso is that guy. The Bulls, you know, they're they're rebuilding for the most part, or they're looking to sell a whole lot. So Connington comes in. He's a shooter. He gives you some points. If they keep the, the Rose in and those guys, he will space the floor where they're not all together. So that, that's what they need some more space in. So I think it's a win-win for both teams, um, and especially for the Bucks, because come playoff time, they absolutely need that. I don't see a whole lot of other trades they can do unless they want to mess up their starting lineup, which I don't see them doing right now. So this just gives them a player that they can plug into the starting lineup, help, like I said, help defensively. I think it gives them some some uh, ammo against some of those um, higher-tier teams like Boston and the Sixers. Yeah, so quick rebuttal to that. 
I mean, I, I like the idea of Alex Caruso in the Bucks. I think he does, you know, bolster their defense to a certain degree. Obviously, there's more issues with that team, but the main thing is defense, so that mm -hmm. in theory would help. I'm just not sure what the Bulls, like how I would sweeten the deal for the Bulls. Like, I don't really know who else I would throw in there, but I know Pat Coddington really is, he's okay, but obviously I don't think he's the same tier as Alex Caruso, just in terms of value. Um, that, that's an interesting trade. I mean, if they're in sell mode, then you sell, you know, sometimes you have to sell high and bring back low, but I think, to get rid I of think you'd have to give me like Bochamp or something from the Bucks. Like if you if you guys are win now, give me come on, go ahead and give me that young player, right? And you can you can have Caruso and we'll mm -hmm. take Pat Connaughton, but give us Bochamp. So if we're in that sell mode, then mm -hmm. let's get something that we can keep, you know, building with and just people are yeah. just I think that just like the Knicks and Raptors, it's going to depend on what they do with those other guys. So, you know, that's, that's my thinking. There's going to be some more bull stuff going on. So I think they could do that just in the meantime. So I'm going to jump into mine for the Bucks. This one's a very questionable trade. Mm -hmm. But I have Gordon Hayward of the Hornets going to the Bucks in exchange for Chris Middleton. Straight up. Now let me explain. <laughs> let oh, me explain. No, no. Okay. So... For the Bucks, for their side, both players are giving you com like comparable numbers. You know, both obviously we both know they both have you know injury riddled careers at this point. But just in terms of the production, the fit, and obviously Hayward being a marginally better def defender, you have somebody who we don't have any questions about in terms of what they're doing right now. Middleton, he's a how you say he's a work in progress he's trying to build himself back up to who he once was or what they think he can become so he's still a big question mark and that's one thing you can't have on a team that you're trying to win now you acquired Dame Lillard you re-signed Giannis you need someone who can come in right now this season and produce and that's what Middleton he's inconsistent for right and yep. I know I know everybody's going come for me for this but i'm just saying you give gordon hayward that that third option role you know he can come in he can get you some points obviously you're not looking for defense he can come in and get you about 16 to, to 20 a night whenever you need it and he's gonna show up you know and you look at the hornets you give the mellow some help Listen, any Chris Milton, you give it. He can give Lamelo some help. I'm not <laughs> saying he's going to take them to the promised man. land, but Lamelo needs some help, man. Free Lamelo, and if he you get Milton, he can get you some buckets. He still can shoot at an elite clip. He's just he's a solid piece that you could have Lamelo be like, hey Lamelo, like we got somebody here who who can take the load off of you some nights, you know, and give you like 20 points. And that's what Gordon Hayward was for him. That's, I mean, that's like giving the same player just a little slightly different. You're giving but, Gordon... But, but Middleton's thing is you got Giannis and Dane. Who you got in, in, in the Hornets that's going to take away from his shots besides LaMelo? He can take be number two. Shots. Who? Uh, Middleton? Middleton shots. Yeah. Who who would take away Middleton's shots besides LaMelo? He's easily Rozier? the second option on that team. Rozier. Rozier is not taking his shots. Yes, he does. Rozier. Rozier. He likes to eat. Not Middleton. 
there's not a shot he doesn't like taking. That's all I got to say. But, yeah, uh, I mean, he likes shooting, but we're talking about in terms of the pecking order, how you structure your offense in that Hornets offense, which is, you know, the rest. You got LaMelo and who else? You got Middleton. Plug him in and he's he jumps from maybe 14 whatever points a game he's averaging, 15 a game to maybe 20. And he maybe can work himself up faster back into his game shape because he's got more opportunities. I mean, I, I just don't know if that's the help the Bucks need in Gordon Hayward. Um, I mean, he can, he can, if he gets in a groove, he can light up. But to me, it's just like the same, getting the same player. And he can play me. Somewhat. I mean, I, it, it'd be okay. I'm not mad at that trade, but it's. I don't think the Bucks are getting the most bang for their buck. And a small little second trade that I have: the Bucks get Seth Curry, the Mavericks get Robin Lopez and Cameron Payne. Um, this one is really <laughs> just kind of. It, it gives them a little bit more shooting. I think Cameron Payne is an okay backup point guard, but I think I think Seth Curry's his uh, potential, like his ceiling is higher in terms of what he can bring to that Bucks team, which is a knockdown a Curry, you know what I mean? We, do, we, don't, we don't even need to say anything else. It's a Curry. He can shoot that thing. You know? Yeah, and a, another big body in Robin Lopez who, when you know, their rookie, I think Lyles, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lyles and um, Dwight Powell, who Dwight Powell be kind of he ain't really it down low. Like, he's not the big man that they need. You throw in Robin Lopez for a few minutes, he can give you some toughness down there, toughness in the locker room. Hey, I mean. Hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. His name was Lyle. Uh, not Lyle. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, that's not a bad trade. I, if I were to bug, I would kind of explore that. I mean, it's. I think it helps them offensively, which I guess if Dame gets into a slump, at any point, you got somebody that can pick up the slack there. So, I mean, that's it's not a terrible trade. And you still you don't get the defense you probably need, but I mean, maybe they can just outgun some of those teams. Which they plan to. But so I know that you said you had two heat trades. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and start with mine. Okay. Mine's pretty good. So I have the Heat and the Trailblazers, and I have Malcolm Brogdon going to the Heat in exchange for Kyle Lowry and Josh Richardson. Now, let me explain. Mm. So, Malcolm Brogdon, who's been balling for yeah. the Trailblazers, he helps the Heat in that win-now situation, which they are pretty much firmly in because they're not, like, blowing up the team and they're looking like they're just going to run it back. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on a cheaper contract. He's younger. You know, averaging about 16 a game, six assists on 44% shooting, 42 from the three. Um, and I just think, you know, he's only doing this in about 29 minutes per game. So obviously, if you beef up his minutes, he probably could get you closer to 20 something a night. And I think for Rodden? a Miami Heat team, yeah, Rodman. And for a Miami Heat team that sometimes struggles to put the ball in the basket, he would certainly help and be more reliable than Kyle Lowry. Now, going to the Blazers side of things, Kyle Lowry, he's on an expiring contract because obviously you don't plan on building around him or nothing. He can come in and mentor some of your younger players like a Scoot Henderson, Shaden Sharp. You get the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's still serviceable. He can get you some good some good production, averaging, you know, 
nine a game. They, you know, like four assists on 46% from the field, 44 from three. So he can shoot it if you need him to. Getting into Josh Richardson, obviously he's not the defender that he once was, but you could put him in defensive lineups with Matisse Thibel, um, Robert Williams, whenever he gets back on the court. So you have some versatility with more, you know, defenders at your disposal. And I just think it's a win win for both teams. How old is Josh? He's I think he's 30. Mm-hmm. 30, 29, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Heat get Brogdon. I mean that that's a solid pickup. Um definitely helps him offensively. Um Yeah, I mean that's not a bad trade. I I went a, a different route, but I think I mean that works. But I don't know how long. Well, you said uh, Kyle's um, contract is expiring, so I mean it works for them. They, they don't have to take on too much. And how long is Richardson? He's there for. I think he's got a two two year. Two year. I think it's a two year deal. For yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not a bad. I mean, he's he's young enough where if they're fully rebuilding, they can. You know, they can he's take that on. at 30 years old. So, yeah, he, he ain't oh, no, no. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's – it works for both. It helps the Heat a lot. And I guess Portland can get, you know, something from it. So, I have two Heat trades that right. may be a little crazy. But um, these are players that they have been looking at. And my first one is that the Heat get Zach Levine – and they trade Kyle Lowry to the Bulls and Caleb Martin to the Bulls. Now, I know now, like I said, like we said, Kyle Lowry's expiring contract. He can help Kobe White, you know, kind of mentor him for the time that he's there. Caleb Martin is a good player for them, but they're just missing something that he are. They need something. They didn't get nothing during the offseason. They mostly lost from the uh, uh, offseason. So, Zach Levine, when he's healthy, he's athletic. He gives you pretty much the same things Kayla Martin does. Um, he's not quite what he used to be due to injuries, but he's still solid. You know, he can get to the basket. He can handle the ball for you. So you can give up a guy like Kyle Lowry. He can be the primary ball handler if you need him to. Um, I think he can get Bam and, and Jimmy and all those guys going. Do you want to, it's just do the Heat want to take on that big contract because that's a lot and Levine is not the most uh, it, you can't rely on him too much because he's been quite injury prone so if you want to take on something that big you got to hope to get results but I think it, it works for them um, we haven't seen him in too many big games but if we come playoff time I think he can help him out he's athletic enough to where he can fight with those Milwaukee Bucks, Boston Celtics, those guys, he can help out some. And for as far as the Bulls, or no, who I say? Uh, yeah, as far as the Bulls, like I said, Kyle Lowry, he's on an expiring contract. He helps them. He can be their veteran. And Caleb Martin, he's a, he's a solid wing player. So they get that, and he's fairly young. I'm not going to fight you on this trade. I feel like a good... I feel like you could tweak it a little bit, but... If I'm the, the the Bulls, excuse me, um, and you're giving me Kyle Lowry and Caleb Martin for Zach Levine, who's averaging about 21 a game, I see Martin's averaging 11, Kyle Lowry's averaging about nine. Comparable 
production in terms of offense. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if I were the Bulls, my little GM, the GM okay. captain, All right. I think for one, I would try to get y'all off of, of uh, Kevin Love, just just for the fact of his floor spacing, his still decent rebounding at his height and age. So you're the Bulls GM. You, you would want to grab Kevin Love. I would either want Kevin Love or Hami Hakez Jr. You gonna oh, take away Zach exactly That, that ain't gonna happen. They're who's not doing 20, that. Who's 28, mind you. Hey, I think I think Hami Hakez, you gonna have to slide that over this way, dog. I don't know. Nah, man, they, they, they can do that. <laughs> they are not gonna do that. Potential rookie of the year, nah. He's up there. He's in there. And Chet weren't in the race. Sure, you got an argument, but I mean, he's in the race. He's in the top three. He's on the ladder. But um, but yeah, I mean, minus a few tweaks, I would I wouldn't be mad at that trade. But I do have a trade for you for a different team, and I'm Mm -hmm. curious to hear your feedback. All right. So sticking in the East, Cleveland Cavaliers and the Indiana Pacers. All right, the Cavs received yeah. Miles Turner. Pacers received Jared Allen. All right. Now, for the Cavs, obviously, they still keep their big men lineup with Evan Mobley and Miles Turner. You get more floor, uh, floor spacing with Miles Turner, yeah. which would benefit your guards, Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, and, you know, space out the offense some. Obviously, we know Mobley's supposed to be working on his shot, but it's not there yet. Right, nah. having two inside centers today is just—it's not the mold. It's not going to be conducive yeah. of any, you know, long-term success. So, while Jared Allen has the most value he has, and he's 25 years old, swap him out for Miles Turner. That way, you can still maybe convince Donovan Mitchell to continue building with you guys. Um, you know, because you have Miles Turner, minus, uh, excuse me, Miles Turner averaging 17 a game, 7.5 rebounds, 52% from the field, 36 from three, and averaging 2.2 blocks. Like, very good. And obviously, on a very bad Pacers defensive team, he's the only thing they really got. Looking at it from the Pacers' perspective, you get an elite rim protector. And I'm not just saying somebody who gets blocks on the help side. I mean, everybody knows when you jump in with somebody, Jared Allen is somewhere in that picture. If you're trying to throw a, throw down a dunk, he's blocked players like LeBron, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm-hmm. He is there. And, okay. and those players know, those high-level players know, I can't just go run to that rim and get an easy dunk like I can against Miles Turner. But with the Pacers, now having Jared Allen, that bolsters their defense, you know. And it bolsters their rebounding. Where, you know, um, Jared Allen is averaging 14 a game, 9.3 rebounds a game, shooting 68% from the field, which is, I think, the third highest in his position, and doing this in about 30 minutes a game. So, for me, I think it's a win-win for both. The Cavs get to try something new while keeping the defensive identity of their big man, but also facing out their um, offense, and then the Pacers get an elite rim protector and a very good rebound for his position. I, I have nothing against that trade, but that's exactly what the Pacers need is a solid big man that can um, rim protect, which they don't have right now. And as we saw in that NBA Cup Finals, 
Anthony Davis was just eating them alive. So they need somebody. I went a little different because I did a trade for the Pacers as well. I did also give him a center. I like yours a little bit more. I think Jared Allen would be probably the perfect style player for the Pacers right now for what they have on that team. But uh, I guess I'm still give my my little trade. Pacers would get Nikolai Vucevic from the Bulls. Bulls would get Buddy Hield and a 2024 first round pick via OKC, Houston, the Clippers, or Utah. So Pacers get a big. He's averaging about 17-10, same as uh, well. You said Miles Turner. He's doing the same things Miles Turner's doing, pretty much for the most part. Um, but he's, I think he's slightly tougher inside, which is what they need some interior toughness. Um, Buddy Hill's not very happy with the Pacers, from what I've heard. He's ready to go, so he's on an expiring contract. The Bulls can take that and get him for a, a rental and then, you know, let him go do what he needs to do and then get a first-round pick. Can you repeat this trade for me one more time? It's the Pacers get uh, Vucevic from the Bulls. The Bulls get Buddy Hill and a 2024 first-round pick is via either OKC, Houston, the Clippers, or Utah. So it's not going to be the greatest pick, but it's still a first-round pick. To you're, not, you're not trading Miles Turner. You're keeping Vooch and Turner. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Interesting. You got two starting centers on the same team. No, I mean, uh, you could bring if Vucevic is real too. You can bring him off the bench. Um, he, he's making okay money, but you can bring him off the bench. He can be the sixth man, or Miles can. Or they could, like I said, they still have plenty of time. They can make a move with Miles and send him somewhere else and have Vucevic be their primary five. But like I said, I like the Jared Allen one a little better because his stylistically, he fits what the Pacers have, especially with uh, Halliburton, I think, a big man that's going to play big. And get out and run. Yeah, is going to be a little bit better than the Vucevic in this scenario. Okay. I won't give you too much pushback on it since you agreed my trade was better, of course. Um, but let's see. Going to. Oh, I did have another heat trade. Oh, you have another heat trade? Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so this one may sound crazy, but it works. So the Cavaliers, once again, this is between the Heat and the Cavs. The Cavs, again, get Kyle Lowry, Caleb Martin, but now they get a first round 2024 pick from the Heat and a first-round 2027 pick. Who knows how good they'll be, but they're draft picks. But the Heat get Donovan Mitchell, who has been on their radar. Oh, you are out of your mind. I mean, mean, he's not going to sign an extension with them, so you get two first-round picks. And Kyle Lowry and Caleb Martin. Martin. You are out of your mind, dog. Caleb Martin. No way. Caleb Martin is how he's not that old. He could be 18, 19. (laughs) There is no way on this earth. The Bulls are rebuilding. I mean, not the Bulls. Cleveland, I mean, they're trying to, they're they're going to try to get something for Donovan Mitchell. And if he's better than that, (laughs) I can probably get first round picks, though. That's not easy to get. You might as well call up Phoenix and say, hey, let me get Bradley Bill and let's just switch this thing out. 
called <laughs> for who? For Donovan Mitchell. I ain't gonna do that. I mean, they got a better chance of doing that than your trade. Good. <laughs> They'll do it. They would do it. Oh, Cleveland no would do it. Bruh. I like <laughs> no. it. I like it. No. Okay. Uh, craziness to the side. I have another crazy trade to go with your crazy trade. Okay. Let's see. It, it involves the Raptors and the Warriors. <laughs> Uh, I can only imagine with this. Clay Thompson and the Warriors will receive Pascal Siakam. Now, for this trade, I didn't think too hard about it. Salaries, of course, matched up. This would prevent the Warriors from having to pay Clay and lose him for nothing, considering that he's got all that money on the books. But, you know, he, he still got what? Oh, a year or two left on his deal? Who, Clay? Yeah. Nah, he's, uh, I believe this is it for him. He's one oh, year. One year, 43. So one for one. You get you you get rid of Clay. You, you just let the experiment die out. You try it with Pascal Siakam. Uh, could you imagine the defensive lineup with um, Wiggins, Draymond, and Siakam on the floor? I'm just saying that could give them that whole small ball lineup, that death lineup. Move Siakam to the five, play Dre at the four, maybe not play Dre oh, at all and have Kaminga and oh, Moody in there. Who knows? Putting Kaminga at the starting two? I mean, you could, do, you could do Curry, you could do Kaminga, Wiggins, Siakam, and Green. And then you just did to go. Oh, yeah, that's not. Like Moody, Kaminga, and throw in there. That's not out of your mind crazy, but... I don't see the Warriors doing that. I mean, I think Siakam gives them something, but he gives them everything that Draymond isn't giving them right now because he can't stay on the floor. Yeah, Let's be honest: if Draymond doesn't stay on the floor, but you keep Siakam, you yeah, know, I mean, Siakam can do do some of those yeah. things that Draymond does, but also score the ball instead of just passing, def- playing defense. You know, I don't know if he's quite the playmaker that Draymond is, but. I mean that's fair, but in terms mm-hmm. of defense and scoring, I think yeah, I mean he can. I mean he'll he'll yeah. definitely help you more than Draymond uh, as far as scoring. Um, He's an offensive and, threat, so and with that Warriors team, that, pay attention to him. Yeah, yeah, with that Warriors team that so much attention is on Steph and uh, some of those other guys. Well, not so much those other guys, but mostly Steph. Mm-hmm. Um, Siakam, I mean he can. I don't think that's a bad trade. I think it's one to explore. If I'm the Warriors and the Raptors, um, is Clay going to be happy? I'm pretty sure he's not going to uh, extend <laughs> with the uh, Raptors unless they just offer him crazy money. Um, how much is Siakam is expiring as well, isn't he? Yeah, about thirty-seven point uh, eight million. Okay, so yeah, I mean, doesn't hurt to try that. I mean, they. The Raptors get a little something from it, an aging Clay who can shoot, and it just me. depends. Yeah, I mean, he can replace, I guess, OG somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He can defend, and I mean, it's, it's not it's not terrible. <laughs> I'm not too mad at that. I do have, I also have a Warriors. Well, it's Warriors and Bulls. Okay. Trade. Uh, so the Bulls would get Clay Thompson 
and the Warriors would get Zach Levine. No. You said no? No. <laughs> How does that? That does not hurt the Warriors at all. So you're giving the, the Bulls Clay Thompson, who's struggling, yeah. played well as of recently, but it's struggling. You know, first, okay, my first initial thought was it doesn't work, but I can kind of see where you're coming from. I think if Clay Thompson can just play like normal Clay and not, I'm going to shoot everything I touch Clay, he could fit really well with that team. And there are reports that Lonzo could be back next year. So could you I mean, imagine a playmaker a, like Lonzo with a shooter like Clay? Like I that mean, could be that might spark his interest to want to stay with the Bulls. Doubt and it. And the Bulls. <laughs> I mean, I, I doubt that too. But it gives him something to do where he'll probably have a bigger role than he does with the uh, Warriors right now. Where even though he's been playing well these last couple games, he's still an option. But is he really the? guy he used to be as far as options for the Warriors. I think he'll be much more of an option with the Bulls. You know, since we haven't seen him with anybody else, I think fresh start for him could be something that sparks him to play a little bit better and be a little more un- under control with his shot. And Zach Levine, I think, works with the Warriors. Uh, like I said, he can, ball, he can be a ball handler. He's not going to help defensively, unfortunately. So they lose a big chunk defensively there, but a lot of teams are just a score-first team, and that helps scoring-wise. Clay ain't giving them defense anyway, so they really you know, don't I mean, He's not what he <laughs> used to be at all. Yeah, used to be. Yeah. Not anymore. But, okay. No, I mean, I get that. And, I mean, you have a starting lineup with the Raptors with Scotty Barnes, Clay, RJ. Since there's no Siakam now, you could slide McDaniels to the four and got Portal at the five. I mean, that's solid. That, that's not bad. Um, I mean, I don't know how far they would go, but they, they could win some games. I think so. But I got to ask you this question since I told you I thought of this question All right. a few minutes ago. So transitioning from the trades, should teams tank for Bronny James for the possibility of luring LeBron James? Would... Mm. Mm. You realistic, realistically think LeBron James would sign with the Detroit Pistons? If it meant playing with his son, yeah. I mean, then absolutely. Why not? Why wouldn't teams? I mean, if they know they have no chance of making any noise in the playoffs or sniffing the finals, why not? I mean, it just depends on what shape LeBron is in coming into that season. Um, Bronny is what this is. Is, is he a one and done? I mean, he's projected to go. I think top fifteen in the draft after this season or before this? before the cardiac arrest situation. He was projected as like a fifteenth overall pick or something, or fifth, like something like that, like a 15, top fifteen pick. I want to say okay. It's like on the lower end, like ten to fifteen. If he declares. And that would be what twenty twenty five draft or I think he's good to go for the twenty four. Twenty twenty four. Oh, hmm. Well, how long is LeBron's contract? I think he's got what another. Yeah, he got. He'd have to finesse that somehow. Um, 
maybe have some kind of clause where he can uh, get out of it, but he would either it would be close to impossible. But maybe he has a good standing with the left. two years. Mm-hmm. And I think the, I think the the last year's a player option. So he'd still have to wait. They'd have to wait a year. I mean, he could finish out this year and then decline his player option next year and go sign wherever Bronny's at, which bodes that question. Would you think? Uh, I, it depends on the team. I, I would say yes for a lot of these teams, like a Detroit Pistons, like a Wizards, like a... Spurs ain't gonna do that. Hornets, please, Hornets. The Hornets, please, yeah, well, absolutely, please. absolutely, the Hornets. I'll be the every Hornets kid. Yes. Swear, please. Now, if if the Hornets can finesse that into a, which they probably could, because if he's projected in that ten to fifteen, they likely can can pull something out in there. So, yeah, I would definitely, I would tank smartly, but I'm projected in a certain range. Because you know these, if you're if you got the number one pick, you're not picking Bronny James. I don't care. Even if you have the possibility of getting LeBron James, LeBron James is only going to be a rental. So you got to be a team that wants to just sell out your arena every night, and you want to get that kickback from having LeBron James on your team. So yes, to a Charlotte Hornets, to a small market team, I'm definitely tanking and tanking, like I said, wisely, so that we get in a certain range where we could probably project to get Bronny at some point, and then bring in LeBron James. And in terms of, because I know we're better running time, but in terms of like a contending team, say they have a second round pick, and, and Bronny, for you know, a possibility of a reason, could go mm-hmm. to the second round. Could mm-hmm. you see a team like the Warriors, the the Pacers, the, the I can see the Pacers. Like I said, any small market team, that would be yeah, a dream to come Like true. the Nuggets. Could you see the Nuggets grab them to see if they could get LeBron? Like uh, there's a little beef there, but I mean business is business. You do what's best for business and what you do what's best for your team. So that could be a possibility with LeBron. I mean LeBron, I'm sure, would go to the Nuggets. Um you know, but I said if you're a small market team, Indiana, uh any of those teams like that, Charlotte, even Sacramento, a team like Sacramento would benefit from trying to get that and potentially getting LeBron James. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think teams would. I think some teams would, and I think that it would be a wise decision because you, you do get that boost from having LeBron James and probably his last few years. So you get to boast that. And like I said, you're still not your arena every night. So yeah. hey, that's a win-win. Well, I think that's all we have time for today, folks. We appreciate y'all for uh, listening to us. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you're new. Oh. You have any last words, CW? Hey, enjoy your new year. Be safe. Happy New Year, and we hope you achieve all your New Year's goals. Yep. Stay blessed. All right. Have a good one. All right, y'all. So.